Hey, what's up? I'm Anthony Valadez and welcome to the very first episode of my podcast. I'm super excited to be working with Next Chapter Podcasts and we've been working on this for some time, lots of meetings, and now you get to hear the very first episode and I'm stoked about that because this artist to me is very important. I think she's pushing boundaries sonically and she's just working with the right people and most importantly, her music has a message. I'm talking about Saint Panther who just dropped an EP not that long ago. We're gonna talk about her public space or her private space and where she creates music. Now, a few of these episodes were recorded prior to COVID and that kind of changed everything, but there's still an examination of space. What's interesting to me as a music lover and a fan of the technicalities of music is how people did things a while ago, right? Pre-COVID and how they're doing it now. And it's amazing to see creatives utilize technology for live performances and for creation. And you're going to hear a lot of those different episodes from the likes of Floating Points, who's just a master of electronic music, little brother out of North Carolina, Big Poo and my man Fonte talking about travel and how that inspires their creation process. Also, coffee and how politics affects her message. And we've got a few more episodes in the can that I'm definitely excited about. But again, today it is about Saint Panther and her journey, and I'm excited to share this with you. And for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Anthony Valadez, and I host a couple radio shows in Los Angeles. And I'm always about music discovery, finding something new, and also observing culture and, and how we intake culture. And one of the things that I'm learning is diet. Diet isn't just about food and the intake in our bodies. It's also the amount of information, the amount of sonics, the amount of environments, which kind of inspired this podcast. So I'm excited about that. Shout outs to Stacey Carter for editing this. And of course, the team at Next Chapter Podcast. You can find more of the episodes. They've got so many different cool podcasts at ncpodcast.com. Again, ncpodcast.com. So check them out and more episodes will be posted every week. Find me on socials as well. It's at Anthony Valadez. Would love to hear from you. But without further ado, here we go. Our very first episode with the one and only Saint Panther. So enjoy. Hey everybody, today we are hanging out with Saint Panther. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here, finally talk to you and get to know your story and who you are. Like your team has been raving about you and I'm always like, okay, okay. And then I hear it and I'm like, oh my God, like who is this person? So who are you? Where do you come from? I mean, man, so I'm from Irvine, California. It's like an hour south from LA. It's just outskirts suburbs. It's like quiet down here. There's nothing much music culture going on in Irvine exactly. But around OC, there's kind of more local Irvine scene. So I kind of got my start in Santa Ana, Anaheim's and those kind of orange areas and you know, just trying to get the music out wherever we can around OC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who were some of the, the local bands or some of the bands that you were listening to growing up? Oh, man. So local bands, in terms of what I was listening to growing up, Gwen Stefani, little do we know she's from Anaheim. So she was a huge inspiration early on, just being a woman in music that is loud and unafraid of owning her full personality. I thought that was so sick. And I don't really know too much other OC artists. I know of Young the Giant. Young the Giant was kind of a local band that came up from around here too. So they were pretty sick. But in terms of local bands that I really love right now, Apollo Bebop is really sick, kind of and kind of cultivating the soul scene for us, kind of down in Santa Ana with this thing called Cool Lab. They're very sick. So there's a lot of different places, you know, that are Yeah. Okay, let's expand and get out of the OC. What was it sonically that resonated with you that you just had to like keep the headphones on for growing up? Man, 
for me, the first real effective thing that really influenced my music was Amy Winehouse. Like, really, her first cuts were something that hit us all right away. I know that was a mutual feeling globally. That was an insane voice and soul that really woke us up. And for me, I'm, I love Nina Simone's. I love my Lauren Hills and Erica Badu. So all that soul really just punched. And I was so excited about it. And right away, covering Valerie by her actually is what got me started writing my full songs like yeah. formally recording them. Interesting, because those are all strong women too. I feel like that's such a great positive perspective to have and to grow right. with. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I'm looking at you, listeners can't see, but I'm looking at a full drum kit. Uh, I'm seeing a bass. Is that a bass? Yeah, Some bass, keys. guitar, sax. Self-taught? Yeah, everything basically self-taught. I mean, I formally had drum instruction when I was like around nine years old. I had like years of lessons and then... I started on keys when I was like three years old. So I was like in piano school first and then guitar school for a little bit. But then drums was mainly like what made the beats. I feel so rich now. Yeah. And are you ever because I'm kind of self-taught as well and I'm not as great as my friends, but I tend to be very critical of myself. Are you critical or do you just let it come out? It's a combination of both. I mean, every artist has that giant critic in their brain that really wants to push for the best so that's kind of where I use that critic is to just but first I like to allow myself to have the freedom of just letting it out and seeing what happens but the criticism really comes in the production and just structuring the music from that point on yeah yeah that's such a beautiful and interesting process so you have an EP titled these days uh why why kick things off and I'm interested uh, in this because music is changing you know everybody used to drop albums why an EP an EP is kind of like a way to ease people into the amount of different varieties that I'm coming from because I can come from a pop angle sometimes. Sometimes I'm coming from a more soulful angle and we're kind of just putting these things together in one home that's quick to get through, you know, because when you get so lost in an album sometimes, just if you're coming out the water with an album, it's a lot to listen to, a lot to grip. So I think this was just a good cut of six songs that were really direct on what represents my music, you know. I like that. Do you ever get frustrated? Descri- like when people say, describe the St. Panther sound. Is that always, a, I'm not asking you to, by the way, but is that always a hard question? Because I feel like there are so many layers to you. It's tough to really, yeah. It's always been tough to put like one subject, one genre on it. So I've heard, a, I've seen a lot of press saying post genre. I love that too. Cause it's kind of, we are existing in this post genre time where people are blending genres. We're marrying you know, all with R&B and I've seen things like, you know, there's just all kinds of music out now. So I feel like my music really strives from the variety for sure. That's that's really cool because, yeah, I hear so much. Talk about working with Ricky Reed and Terrace Martin. What's that like? Wow. Well, these are two incredible minds that as a young artist, you learn a lot from just from the get go. They drop you gems and you're just structured right away. But that particular track happened really just on the fly. Ricky texted me Terrace's key part. And it was just, we started with the key part. And I didn't even know it was him. It was just a obscure key part that, you know, Ricky will text you in the middle of the night. So that was great. I just went directly to vocals because I was already having harmonies just upon hearing it. And then send the vocal stem to him. And he has his show, Nice Live, that he does on YouTube Live. So he was really gripping these things, I feel, fully for the first time in front of all of us. And... We did arrangement on the show and he really just, yeah, he 
gave us something incredible, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely one of my favorite songs of 2020. As a matter of fact, I played it on a radio on one of my shows. And I don't know if you ever saw it, but a 70 year old lady emailed me and it resonated with her. And Ricky oh, posted the message her. on his IG. Insane. I did not know that was a 70 year old lady. Thank yeah. you so much. That was so touching to read that someone received that song in that way and that they felt those emotions. That's exactly what it's for. So it, and it was timely considering everything happening in the world. Like that song almost is, uh, I don't know, maybe it's different for you because you've created it. But for me as a listener, it just punched me in the gut and I've been playing it for everybody and it punches everybody in the gut in a very good way. Man, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, I, it, very much the moment we were creating it, I feel like everyone was punched in the gut by the universe and its conditions right now. So yeah. I'm really glad we could just bring some comfort in that week, in that time. Yeah, yeah. And also these days, it, it so far off the three cuts that I've been listening to off this EP, Infrastructure, Highway, and These Days, they all punch in the gut, but there's something special about these days. Uh, it reminds me of when, I mean, not reminds me, it's like after a hard day, that's the song I want to listen to, you know? It's Man, thank you there's so something much. that resonates with it. Also, your visuals you are amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. Those, that was the first time I really undertook doing a full music video myself. I shot the whole thing at home. Wait, you did that? Yeah, I shot it at home. That You know, Nice Life gave me a camera and was just like, run free. And I ran free and that's what we got. <laughs> Yo, how, what, what is it visually that inspires you? Are you just somebody who always looks at things or how does that work? I think we all kind of know ourselves very well. So we know our routines. We know our ins and outs on what we do during the day at home. So for me, it was really capturing a very candid experience of everybody at home. What are we doing right now? We're cooking, we're doing all the things you possibly can from that same setting, you know, to create some excitement in your life, whether it's like dancing in your kitchen, you know, just those small things that I didn't want to edit that at all. I wanted it to be exactly what it is. And sometimes it isn't super visually exciting with a lot of movement. Sometimes it really just is the slow ends of life. So for me, that's what that song was too. Mm. When I created it, it was very much like we're getting through this and that's the tone for the video and everything. Yeah. Does environment inspire you? Does it affect how you create music? Right. So different environments for me really bring out different voices. I feel like for me, if I'm home, I really have my central voice. If I'm outside in a studio, I'm almost bringing out a louder version of myself. So it really depends. Yeah. You know, vibe is everything. Where you're working is everything to me. Yeah. And especially considering environments now in 2020 with COVID, how have you adapted or has it impacted you or made you want to create more? How does that play? I think it's put almost a heavier incentive on the intention of what I'm making now because putting out music in this time, you're very conscious of that the listener kind of needs something from you. They need something from artists, whether it's comfort, whether it's something to bring your day up or something to just understand you and what you're going through right now. So for me, it's really changed the process of just going into a song willy nilly like we would on any other day. Now there's 10 times more intention and it's more, you know, focus and it's only made me 10 times more productive, you know, with yeah, all this time yeah. inside. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the word need. One thing I've learned in what I do is that sometimes people need things from you and sometimes you can't give it to them. This is about to get deep, but oh, like, man. do you Let's ever go. feel that pressure that potentially that like you, you can't give people what they want because you're going through your own stuff. There's a contrast, you know, but then and whenever I kind of viewed that contrast, I realized that 
a song like Real Magic is a great example of that. I wrote that song because a friend had passed away, but so many other people are relating and interpreting it in so many different ways. So I realized that, you know, for whatever is personal for us, there's a million other relations to that song, you know? So that's yeah. what I'm starting to learn slowly, you know? One of my favorite lines in that song is, uh, um, it's a free world, let me get lost in it. Mm. Like... That one, I think that that it's amazing how just four or five or six words can mean so much and also be subjective. I remember I was interviewing an artist and I thought this one song was always a breakup song. And I was like, yo, man, that, that one, I could relate. I lost his girl, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nah, man, I made that from my grandma who had passed. <laughs> what? Like, oh. <laughs> but that's the beauty is yeah, loss exactly. is loss. And it's all subjective. And everything you're saying, I feel like, you're such an important talent and a voice. And I find it no coincidence that with everything going on in this EP dropping titled These Days, it's just, I think this is going to be amazing. And I'm so excited for you, really. Thank you so much, man. I mean, having your support is incredible. Having any support at all during this time is incredible. <laughs> you know, like we're rolling out an EP during the end of the world, which is insane. But I think it really speaks to the time. Yeah. So without giving away your age, what would you tell 15-year-old St. Panther with everything you know now? Don't be as, I, I mean, don't question yourself as much. There's so much that's possible for you that you don't even know. Sometimes you're going to be opening doors that you didn't even know were possible to open. So for any 15 year old, myself included, I feel like if you have a goal, stay concentrated and don't fold on that goal. Cause you know, there's things in your future that you may not know are there. So that's, I think, what I picked up from all this. You know, it's interesting. I bet you 20 years from now, it's always interesting when you look at life in blocks because I feel like I can't wait to hear what 40-year-old St. Panther will tell current day St. Panther. And it's just, it's an evolution, man. Yeah, it is. I hope you ask me when I'm 40 and we come back to this and we're like, <laughs> dude, you're young, man. You're young in this. <laughs> you had no idea, girl. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still learning. And that's the beauty, I think. And you're surrounded by great people. By the way, shout outs to Steve and uh, Nate Mercero and, uh, and Ricky Reed. H how did you get connected with those guys? Before I let you go, I need to know. Oh, man. So this was the most natural of ways to get connected to anyone. So I was putting out snippets of infrastructure. It was just my drum set at the time with my keyboard right here. I didn't even have the guitar synth that is now in the record that Nate played. But so I put that out just because I thought it was a great song right away. And that rarely happens for me where I'm just like, this is it. I need to share it now. So I put it out and just moments later, you know, I get a DM and a follow from Ryan Hunter, who's like from one of my favorite bands when I was in middle school, religiously listening to this man on my iPod. So it was like crazy. So he followed and I was just like, you know what? Just say hi. And I just told him, bro, it's really crazy. My music reached you because I used to listen to you every day when I was in seventh grade. And he was like, really? That's cr I bet you he didn't even know that anyone my age knew his music. So that's like insane. And he was like, I actually have a friend. If you want, I'll send you his stuff. Or, or send you stuff to him. And then I was like, okay, that's great. Let's do it. And then it turned out to be Brad. So Brad, who's A&R for Nice Life, who works for Ricky, he connected obviously my music to Ricky. Ricky heard These Days, Highway, and was kind of like, okay, who's this? And then right away, Brad had the idea to link me to Nate. So first time in Nate's room, I'm playing him this music and it was really just, we clicked right away and all the music came from that, you know? Yeah, nice. 
St. Panther, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for hanging with us. Wait, one last question. The name. I'm sure you're probably tired of getting asked about it. I love it. It's almost like a duality, a saint and a panther. Right. So those were brought from two nicknames. My dad used to call me Little Panther, which was actually like my first artist name when I was young in this shit. Um, but yeah, he called me Little Panther just because I was I was very tender when I was younger. I was like so impressionable, so like soft. And he was like, you know what? You need to get a little harder in life because life is going to throw you some daggers. So you just got to be like a panther, a little panther. And he always called me Little Panther after that. So I was like, oh, this is sick. And then a friend would always call me Saint because I was always doing him left and right favors when we were working in a studio together. It was like my first time really being in the studio. And yeah, one day I did, I don't even know what it was. And he was like, man, you're, you're a saint, you're Saint Panther. And then we left it at that. We were like, you know what? That kind of has a ring. We're going to leave it. And I've kept it since senior year of high school. (laughs) Nice. What does your dad think about what you're doing today? He's stoked, man. I mean, he saw the LA times article and both of my parents cried. I've rare. Do they cry for like a press or music type thing? It's really got to be a big thing. So they were just like sharing it to the family group chat, crying. They're mm-hmm. excited. It's a, it's a great thing to see your parents proud. What do they do? I'm curious. So both my parents are painters. They were both in the advertising agency and used to do commercials for Miller High Life and a bunch of stuff like that. Now they're retired, chilling. My mom's a paint teacher. My dad, he works at Dunkin' Donuts. So, you know, we're we're living humble now, but, you know, yeah. I'm carrying on the family line. For hey, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for you. Uh, St. Panther, go grab that EP. Thanks for hanging out with us on Public Space. Thank you so much for having me, man. Of course. All right. That's St. Panther. I love her. She's amazing. A very talented soul and uh, a voice that I feel like we need in music today. Again, St. Panther. If you don't have her EP titled These Days, go grab it. Do that. Do it now. Public Space is a production of Next Chapter Podcast. NCP elevates bold, authentic voices to enlighten and inspire audiences seeking truth and human connection. Find out more. Check out ncpodcast.com. I'm Anthony Valadez signing off. Come back next week and uh, we'll have more episodes. I'm excited. All right. You guys take it easy and make sure you subscribe, 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 subscribe. Peace out.